Welcome to the Coming Clean Podcast, the truth about cleaning. I'm your host, Alan Randolph, and I'm your guide on this journey. Today, this is episode nine, rapid cleaning validation, what you need to know. The current pandemic has everyone thinking about cleaning. What's safe to touch? Where can I use a public restroom? And many more questions are being considered by customers and organizations every day. The real question is, are the current processes that facilities are implementing to protect the public really working? How do they know? And then how could they inform the public if they did know? So I'm excited today. My guest has been in the validation testing business for over 14 years. He's currently the Eastern Regional Manager for Hygiena. I'm excited to get his thoughts on the current and future state of rapid cleaning validation I'm proud to have Sergey Lepeshinsky. Thanks, Sergey. Hi, Alan. Thank you for having me. So, as the old saying goes, you can't manage what you don't measure. All right. And currently, cleaning and disinfection efficacy are not being measured, really, to my knowledge, at all across most of the verticals outside of food manufacturing. ATP testing from Hygiena. Is something I'm very familiar with. I've conducted post-cleaning audits uh, using ATP for clients throughout my entire career. I bought my first ATP meter over 20 years ago. I, I tell people on the audience, I'm a cleaning nerd, so I love this stuff. So this conversation is very personal to me, and I'm super excited to get your thoughts. So maybe we can just start with kind of a 30,000-foot view of what ATP testing really is. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, ATP testing term is, uh, you will hear it a lot in uh, food, uh, food and manufacturing, uh, beverage processing, uh, in some of the healthcare facilities. But for the common folks, that's kind of a new term. So to ensure if ATP testing is a technology that allows validation of any particular surface uh, for presence of biological materials. Uh, in the industry, in the world, it's considered to be a cleanliness test, okay? So it incorporates uh, just a few basic uh, tools when you run the test. You have a handheld luminometer. They look just something like a almost oversized cell phone. And you have uh, testing devices, okay? So essentially, you can take a testing device, swab any particular surface that you wish, put it into this ATP luminometer, and it will give you a numerical value indicating how clean that surface is from any biological debris. So it's a very popular test because it's very fast. It allows you uh, instant corrective action. You get actionable results, so to say, and uh, you can actually uh, determine whether or not you have potential problems brewing on any particular surfaces. So that would be just a basic overview of the technology. Yeah, so I tell people, it's not telling you if it's orange juice or E. coli, but if you cleaned properly, neither one of them should be there. That is correct. So fundamental issue when it comes to uh, cleaning and disinfection, actually a fantastic episode on that topic by you, when we talk about how do we define clean? What is clean? Is it bacteria free? Is it viruses free? 
or is it removing, uh, sort of a, uh, eliminating the environment for all of those things to flourish and multiply and transmit in case of the viruses, for example. So uh, if we define clean as nothing on the surfaces, meaning food residues, body fluids, skin cells, anything biological that can actually promote the bacterial growth, promote transmission of the viruses, well, that's a definition of clean. And ATP testing is a perfect tool for that because while it's not identifying what is on the surface, the idea is to remove anything that can create a breeding ground for some of these organisms or transmission of the viruses. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's just fantastic information. One question, does the surface type potentially impact results? Absolutely, absolutely. There, is, uh, there are different variations that can contribute to different types of readings, for example. So you can imagine that, uh, let's take, uh, for example, a stainless steel surface. Extremely easy to clean, very smooth surface, easy to get to very low numbers on ATP testing. And there are surfaces also that are very, very porous, that can harbor things, okay? So those surfaces are a lot difficult to clean, okay? Then you start getting into realm of, you know, can you test the carpet? Well, technically you can, but it's going to harbor so much sort of a debris in there that you'll be, the reading is gonna be very, very different. Yeah. And then you have to understand what your testing limits are. So what's the test telling you? Because right. it's impractical to try and test everything to zero all of the time. If that's our objective, then we're going down the wrong road. What we really need to do is set limits for both the risk and the surface type so that we're testing to the outcome we want, if I'm following what you're saying. That is correct. It, uh, when we define clean, is it, it can be a very different definition in different industries, and it's based on different factors, risk factors. When you deal with the food processing facilities, you're dealing with the foodborne pathogens. So the level of clean, when the sanitation takes place, it needs to be absolutely, uh, you know, absolutely clean down to the low levels. But it's never going to be the same clean as if you were to clean surgical instruments, right? You know, it's just a totally different dynamic. Now, when you transition into janitorial and cleaning businesses, well, you have another dynamic due to, let's say, high traffic areas, okay? How fast can these surfaces be contaminated, okay? And uh, the limits for each and every application uh, are typically a little bit different. Now, the premise of how do we define clean? What does it mean to you? Is it, does it mean absolute zero? Or is there a little bit of tolerance? And you can imagine that how many people in the world, they all have different definition of what is clean. So the, uh, if I understand the question correctly, uh, you know, how do we define, how do we tell what should be clean? The limits on ATP testing systems typically establish based on the experience, okay? So food processors will have, let's say, a very low limit. For example, limit of 20 ROU, number 20 on the ATP machine, right? If you start moving from manufacturing to healthcare facilities, well, they will have a little bit higher limits 
for example, for public areas, they'll have limits of 100 RLU because you have a high traffic areas. There's a lot of people walking around, touching everything. And the cleaning is very different from the food processing industry. And then you throw a pandemic in and it's kind of a jump ball for everybody. And that's what this information is really good for people. You know, what I tell people is you just have to determine what it is that you're trying to convey to your customers and your employees. If you're trying to tell them that you're creating this environment and that these are your targets and this is your protocol, then that's great information. That gives people a sense of trust and confidence that you're executing and you're managing the cleaning process. So what are some other, besides maybe having too ambitious of a goal, um, what are some other common mistakes that people make from your experience, you know, when they're starting ATP testing protocols or just playing around with the, with the, uh, with the tool and the swabs? Well, that, that's a very good question, actually. There are a few things that people need to consider when implementing or using the technology. So, for example, a lot of times uh, you may hear certain companies referring to ATP testing as a bacterial test or microbiological test. It is not. While it can potentially detect bacteria through the detection of ATP, you cannot call this test as a direct bacterial test or a germ meter, so to say. <laughs> so the best terminology to use is cleanliness test or hygiene verification test because we're detecting everything, okay? Number two is, um, well, expecting it to be a cleaning verification system, some people may say, okay, if I were to take a swab and let's say swab an extremely contaminated surface, for example, with a lot of debris, I'll be able to generate an extremely high reading. Well, that is not, it's partially correct, you should be, but there is a chance that you can overload the swab, the sample. And ATP testing is a bioluminescent reaction meaning that there is a light that takes a light reaction that takes place in the swab. If you overload the swab with a very dark sample, you will simply block the reaction. So the system is designed to test surfaces that are visibly clean, but they still could potentially propose a danger. They still can have things that are invisible. Okay. Uh, third thing is, for example, uh, Focusing on the isolated readings, okay? If you test a surface and you get extremely high reading, that does not indicate that you have an extreme problem. The only way that you can understand what is happening on these surfaces is by doing testing over time and doing consistent testing. Then over time, you'll be able to identify, well, is this area of testing a primarily concern? Or is this area is a primarily transmitter, potential transmitter of viruses, for example, or is it harboring the bacteria? So when companies implement ATP testing, and if they do it correctly, they will be able to run consistent testing, identify trends, and actually start predicting issues and understanding where do we need to clean better, for example. Okay? Yeah, that's great information. I've made all those mistakes. I've swabbed dirty stuff thinking, oh boy, and nothing. Um, I, I remember 
One of the first things I did when I got my first meter was I'm like, oh man, yogurt is just full of biological. I smear some yogurt on my kitchen table, swab, hardly anything. And I'm like, what is going on? Then it's like pasteurized on the bottom of the uh, container. I'm like, oh, it might not have a lot of active biologicals. It could have a lot of enzymes, but that's not the same thing. That is correct. So understanding your sample, understanding what you're testing and what you're trying to accomplish is also important. Yeah, that's great stuff. Um, So what's new, as I look to the future, what's new from Hygiena that the audience needs to know about? Well, in general, Hygiena, I mean, we strive to innovate. Our thing is to how do we make these technologies easier, better, accessible to general public? How can we allow people to run these tests without actually getting microbiology degree? And one of the new uh, things that we have developed is our newest uh, system uh, called Ensure Touch. So uh, it's a system that mimics operation of a smartphone. So essentially, uh, the way it was designed is to allow the end user to be able to pick the system up and being able to use it right from the box without extensive training, without having knowledge of microbiology, where you can just take it out, swap surfaces, and the way you go monitoring cleanliness. Few developments with the system as far as it's Wi-Fi capable now, cloud-based software. It allows many companies to actually link data from across the globe. You can be testing across the world and put the data in one common database. So in, it's in lieu of uh, COVID-19, you can imagine that this right now is becoming something that almost of a necessity for many, many industries. Yeah, so we have, we have a lot of retailers in the audience. So imagine being able to test, say, a restroom handle specific to you know, the first restroom closest to the front door, whatever, in every location and be able to look at data aggregated across a thousand different data points with the same targeted um, control point, you would really be able to see if you had a flaw in your cleaning program if you were getting repeated results across a thousand locations in all 50 states. Correct. So the system allows you to, it's a, it's a really good point that you're bringing up because uh, you know, in grocery stores and, and across other industries, you see that uh, cleaning measures are being implemented. But how do, we, how do we know that they're actually working? There's a ton of money spent on chemicals. There is a lot of money spent on labor. And if, you know, how would we verify that the surfaces are being properly cleaned and that the process is actually working? So the ATP testing is an ideal application for things like that because it will allow you to determine when to change the chemical, when to change the cloth. Is that cloth even working? So there's a limited application. And again, with, uh, with everything that is happening in the world right now, it's, uh, it has become sort of a leading system, leading the way for reopening, leading the way for understanding how do we mitigate the chances of this spread? Right. Whether it's this or the next, uh, whether it's biological or viral, we're going to continue to have, uh, as a planet, we're, as we're more connected, we have, we're at more risk for uh, global spread. So just great information today. How can people get more information about Hygiena, 
rapid testing validation, maybe contact you directly if they want to start implementing or get more information about uh, the things we've talked about today in ATP testing. Oh, absolutely. Um, you can go on our website, which is hygiena.com, H-Y-G-I-E-N-A, uh, or they can send me an email, which is sergey at hygiena.com. And my name spelled S-E-R-G-E-I. That's awesome, Sergey. Hey, I really appreciate your time. Uh, hopefully, if we get a lot of uh, interest, we may have a follow-up because I think this is so important to the future of the cleaning industry. We're going to have to prove to people that we know what we're doing and that we can make public places safe. We're not going backwards. The new normal is going to demand it. So uh, I, I appreciate your time. Have a fantastic day. And thanks again, Sergey. You got it, Alan. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Bye now. Thanks, everyone.